0: Hi, everyone. Welcome. If you haven't been living under a rock, if you've been looking at how you're marketing lately, if you've been reading about Google's search algorithms and how they're really favoring images, voice, and video, you may be a little worried. So today, my guest is tech entrepreneur and marketing CEO, Thomas Helfrich. And Thomas has an interesting perspective on all of this. He's going to give us the, the good, the bad, the ugly and how to really navigate this AI invested world that is not a fluke, but is here to stay. So welcome, Thomas. You have a front row seat to all of this. And I'm really, really excited to have this conversation with you today.
1: Well, thank you. First and foremost, thanks for inviting me on. This is. Quite an honor. This is a great show. And uh, and if I can help your audience at all understand and ease the fears a bit of this AI-infested marketing world, I hope to do so. So thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, what I know about our audience is it is predominantly entrepreneurs. So people that are solo or small team entrepreneurs and are really Having a hand and as everybody should, but we know the larger you get, sometimes the less control you continue to have over the day to day. But you know, my feeling about marketing is the buck stops with the owner, right? And so you really want to know what people, even if you have a team, are doing on your behalf. But a lot of my listeners are doing a lot of this with just some assistance on their own. And AI is kind of intimidating, either because people are concerned that they're not going to be able to figure out how to use it, or they're worried that it's going to replace them. So let's just dive right in. And what are you seeing in AI that you feel positive about right now?
1: Well, I mean, in specific to marketing. There's lots of things. I think first, just to kind of set the topic and state or set the premise, you, you don't have to fear AI. It's not going to take your job. All it's going to do is accelerate what you can do for your customers. And, and I'll start with that because, you know, AI is artificial intelligence. I think of it as more augmented intelligence or accelerated intelligence because the intelligence in that solution is the human. And AI is, been, is really great for curation. It's really great for rewriting, SEO, titling, all these little things that you do by hand or you've done in the past, maybe more creatively. It can really assist and escalate the speed at which you can produce these things. It can also improve the quality, and give you consistency across the board. So if you're worried about it taking your job or losing customers to it, you may just be offering the wrong set of services that aren't enabled by that to go faster and do more.
0: That's really interesting. Let's start for people who are doing their own marketing, but maybe aren't marketers by trade. So, you know, maybe they're in professional. Most of my listeners I know are in professional services and do their own marketing. I've done a lot of research, you can tell, but aren't by training or by predominant experience in the marketing realm. So Can you kind of talk to them from that perspective as to, you know, what they can be doing?
1: Absolutely. So we work with, you know, founders and entrepreneurs, startups and solopreneurs all the time. Uh, They usually come to this when they're out of time, when they no longer Mm. can grow their business and market and message everybody and do these things. And there's a plateau you hit where you just, no matter how much technology you use, you run out of time at some point. And if it's not a core competency to what you're selling, so you're not a marketing company, this is where... The use of technologies will help you go further as an individual, but at some point you won't scale. And this is where an agency or a partner or somebody who knows what they're doing with marketing can be hired and maybe a better price point or a higher value proposition when you're ready to scale. I tell anybody we meet that's an entrepreneur, you really should do it by yourself for a little while or at least get some kind of coaching along the way to figure out your brand and your position and what really works before you go hire an agency to go do these things. And so one way you can do that to learn faster is leveraging AI, let's say the chatbot AIs or the GPT-3s or the open source ones. There's a number of them out there to help you write your ad copy, help you write some blogs, you write some titles or just catchy headlines. There's another technologies out there that help you find trending posts and things on LinkedIn that help you rewrite things like it so you can get relevance to your profile. These things are great discovering who your audience is, how to produce content quickly to drive attention, but at some point you won't scale. And I think ultimately the only thing that really matters, it's not the word marketing, it's growth, it's business, it's their leads. And whatever gets you to leads fastest is what you should do. And if that's picking up the phone, pick up the phone. If it's producing a post today, then that's what you do. But it's likely a mixture of many things of which if you're using technology, once again, you can only go so far. So don't be afraid of it, Doug, because I think it's only going to help you as a solopreneur, but you will run out of time once you've achieved some type of scale or volume in your business.
0: So that's really helpful for the entrepreneur. Where do you think they should start? So let's just say I haven't used chat. I haven't used really any kind of AI yet. Where is a good place for a beginner to start?
1: Great question. So we'll presume that branding the basic blocking and tackling is in place, because if that's not in place, that's where you start. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally Um,
0: agree.
1: (laughs) So if you you don't have a a tagline and a one line underneath it that explains clearly what you do and hooks me in, start there. That's where I'll tell you first. And then before you jump into email marketing or content writing, uh, the second piece, to where to start, and and I, I do have to say this, you have to have a goal for wanting to create any piece of content anyway. And that goal better be specific because otherwise your content, no matter if you're writing it or you hire someone or use AI and you do it, and it is a thing you do by yourself, it will fall flat. It has to align to a specific reason and goal that you want to go do. So once those are achieved and you're like, you know, but I really want to now use these technologies. There are a number of GPT-3 based technologies out there. Jasper's one, any word, Craftly, you can just do a search and try them. Our company uses everyone on the planet plus our own access to open AI. And because each one does a little bit different. And okay. so you start with the basics, some of the bigger ones who are a little better funded like a Craftly or, uh, or a Jasper. And I don't have any affiliation with them. We use them when we pay for licenses just like you would. But they're pretty good. But what I will tell you is that a human is still involved because you can't keep your brand on point. You can't keep your tonality and your maybe diversity or enrichment of the content you create and play correctly if you're relying 100% on AI. So when you're using these AIs and you're starting... Think of it more of a way to get one-liners, outline, short blips, or maybe even look at the sources that it quotes in blogs to go do your own research. This will make you go faster, but a human is always involved. And if I could fall back just for a second on my own personal background, which will help maybe solidify the expertise is, you know, my expertise is in intelligent automation. That's, you know, 10 years of my career of leveraging technology, you know, the right technology in the right moment to accelerate a person and not replace them. And the intelligent automation uses a mixture of workflow and things at the very technical level in AI to automate parts that need to be automated that humans should not redo because they're mundane and repeatable.
0: So it's so interesting that you said intelligent automation because so much of automation doesn't necessarily make sense. And you're saying this it's intelligent because it's using AI, but I feel like there's a double meaning there.
1: There is. And I would tell you, I think that this is marketing here. The intelligent automation companies, the robotic process automation, these and this is getting a little nerdy, but <laughs> they're the ones calling intelligent automation. My point of view in this is that they automate process. The intelligent part is the human. It's uh-huh. knowing when to go grab a human to close the loop, to answer the question, to say, is this good enough? That's how AI works. It, you know, It's a feedback and it learns from it. And it can do it at a machine level, but it needs input and it needs training. When you're using this in the content world or in the marketing world, you're giving the AI feedback, but not specifically to your own set of writing that you like. It's to the whole machine itself. So everyone's benefiting from it. So that's why I said you have to have a human wrapped up at the beginning and you have a human the whole way along to lead this technology, to accelerate. It's just not going to flat out replace your whole writing team. They all should be using it to do more. Let's say it that way. If you're just an individual, you'll be able to write things faster. And this will get into some other challenges you may have as an individual. Is good enough or are you a perfectionist? Because if you're a perfectionist. Don't even bother with AI. You're just going to rewrite everything anyway. If yeah. good is good enough, you're going to get scale pretty quickly. And so there's, it, where to begin is, like I said in the beginning, know why you're doing it, know yourself a bit, know how you could leverage it to accelerate yourself, but it won't replace you. It will only accelerate you.
0: I love this. And this has been kind of my intuition is you and I talked about before we started recording I'm in a mastermind with primarily marketers. Some people that marketing isn't their first thing, and we were talking about this. And there's a lot, a lot of fear that this intelligence is going to replace copywriters and marketers. In my two cents, and sometimes I'm a little bit of a overly optimistic, perhaps. But I just believe that we're the sum of our parts. We're the best knowledge of our brand voice, and we'll have to continue to fine tune things, not in pursuit of perfection, because that impedes progress, plus we'll never get anything out the door anyway, but to make it authentic and individual. I know those are both words that are really overused, but the reality is you can tell when something's off with a brand. You can sense if you've been following them, getting their newsletter and reading You can sense something. And if you're a marketer, you know that it's somebody else doing the copy. So would you agree with me on that? Please agree with me on that and reassure me and the people who are listening that there is still a huge human element in kind of directing and editing the results that you get from this.
1: Absolutely. So the reason I started my company is because, you know, as I traveled through the path of becoming an executive... It took forever to get content created that was the main problem gotcha. and we started off as a company with a different name but had a dot ai address and i can't say it because instagram took a liking to it we went to our <laughs> tagline and in our premise we were going to do everything with ai now what we quickly found out was that you have to have a human to edit it or it gets repetitive or it doesn't make sense sometimes and you can see what and part of the other problem i saw as i created content through my career was by the time marketing got done with it and seoed it and made it all you know 15,000 keywords in it. It okay, lost its tonality and it just became flat and boring. And this is kind of what I feel like AI can do sometimes your content. Now you can spice it up and make it kind of fun, but you're right. If there's a content editor or writer who keeps a certain tonality throughout it, the AI can replicate it, but a human's going to want to be involved just because the mechanisms of certain words or how you'd phrase things it's going to be there. It's going to get better and better though. I mean, it really will help produce newsletters based on a corpus of data that you might have. That'll be something that's going to be very useful. But once again, knowing which ones to go produce will probably be human led for a very long time with the technology recommending things. And what I found in in years of doing intelligent automation implementations where these were supposed to replace hundreds and hundreds of people's jobs, they never work if you replace the job of the person. The human was always involved. And attrition and upskilling and, you know, other things are usually why people leave. And when you're a marketer, you know, specifically to your master, you need to know how to leverage these technologies in your sales cycle and your services that you offer to show that you have scale, and you should pass those savings on to your customer. Otherwise, you won't be competitive. But the flip you side of that, that is that. you need to start adding value in to add to be able to charge more for the services that you're now providing where before maybe a few thousand dollars a month that now could be done for a few hundred. Well, you need to add more value in. So you're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to come with times to get the baseline up that now people are out there just, you know, the race to the bottom on content creation. We'll go the other way with it, I guess. Use the technology to your advantage to give you volume, but say, yeah, but none of that's going to be in your brand. We'll create you more original creative content, which will do better on Google because it will definitely... So here's one thing Google can do, by the way. So I, I'm going to just give you a tangent here.
0: Okay, good. I love
1: it. If you're writing something... And Google looks at it way back in the, you know, the back room of some server farm, right? If it can predict your next word as an AI would, it's going to know an AI probably wrote it.
0: Yes. Yes. I and love therefore that. it
1: won't, it won't index as well and it won't come up with the search rankings as well over time. So the creative element of, you know, adding a random line of that that's in context with a pun that AI probably wouldn't have put in there. Or a throwback to something in conversation that was in some podcast that you did, those types of things are right. gold. And that is what's gonna matter. And that's, what's gonna matter to brands that actually care about their brand moving forward. If you're just trying to drive page traffic and get a, you know, basically an affiliate site up and running. Yeah. Knock out a aisle day long route. It doesn't matter what you're saying. You're just trying to drive people to ads. Do that. But if you're trying to keep your brand in the creativity and the human in the loop will still be critical to be able to produce that authentic and rich content
0: i love that and i think as we're going into 2023 i'm laughing at some of the trends i'm reading about because i think they're best practices and they always have been but i do think that more than ever brand reputation is going to be a priority and that people need to whether you're a client of a marketing firm you're doing your own marketing whatever, or you are the marketing firm, protecting your brand and your reputation is paramount. And the way that you do that is all the things that you were just talking about. You ensure that you're giving your clients the best possible products and services that you can. You care, right? And I think that is going to be more important for agencies. Like you said, there's always gonna be someone that, you know, there's that race to the bottom in the Red Sea of price, 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 and they want to pay as little as they can for something. But then on the other end, there's people that just absolutely don't want that. And I I like to believe that those are the majority of the people and know that when you invest more, you get personalized care and they want that for their brands
1: Absolutely. It's spot on. And it, you know, not to, to make it a layup question, right? Or a softball, but that is absolutely true. The more noise you have at the bottom, the more important it is to, have, to rise above it. And it doesn't mean that you can't leverage the technologies and things that drive those races to right. the bottom down, but you have to be able to come up with a higher value proposition for your customers. And even if you're an agency or you're doing marketing yourself, that's one in the same it's filling a function to get your brand out there to generate new business, to generate additional business. And so I always said, don't look at an agency or your marketing team or anything, any different. They work as one to accomplish the same function It's just who you're paying. And that's really the only difference. And so how you get it done matters, but what they, just because you have an employee doesn't mean you're going to get better quality and brand they still use those same technologies and they still have to be trained and coached. If anything, I would say, if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, leveraging a professional company that's absolutely vested in keeping your brand at front and center and doing better is a smart use of funds instead of hiring a team that you're constantly policing. To me, I look at it as that's not a core competency almost of any company. Yeah. It's usually something else. So knowing how to use these technologies now complicates that even further. So if you have a bunch of people, so we look at it this way, right? We look at it, every person can do a one, one and a half things pretty well. And the one of the ways we position our company is we're a marketing department to generate leads as a service. So you get like about 13 roles because that's what you'll need. The way we do that is using a ton of tech. We use probably 15 technologies. Even when I joined this podcast. You said, hey, your, your otter came along. What are all these things that are coming in my meeting? I leverage all these technologies for capturing notes, for doing highlights and video for entering, interviewing thought leaders. I'll give you an example of a great, here's a great, here's a tip you can do. I'm going to okay, give this great. to all the marketers on the planet. Okay. If you're using note takers like Otter or Fathom for video, I built my career across industry, never being the SME in the room, but knowing how to get the information out of them. And we do this by interview. So we can write thought leadership articles on behalf of doctors or anybody, because I'll just interview them and let them talk. And we'll leverage the translation technology and highlights to put together the article in their own words that they can just now go edit. When you can offer that type of service and make someone a thought leader because they don't have time to write, but they can be thirty minutes and give you basically two thousand words. You've got everything you need to, and that's only done quickly through these technologies. And those are all AI-based tech, and that's a great way to do it. Now, what you can take with that translation, and when you've made your full article, you can go run that through one of these AI writing GPT-3s, and they will go find other things like it. And they'll source things, which gives you quotes from other articles and they're all then sourced correctly. And there's ways you can combine all these together to create great content, posts, titles, and everything is original in someone else's voice. But also in that same time, you create all the videos and shorts and reels and TikToks that you would need. All done in 30 minutes, all done through using technology. And that's how I would leverage AI. And that's how I would up the value of what I'm offering to my customers. That's what that's
0: mind blowing. That's really, really amazing. So we do a similar thing where we interview clients that don't want to write. We leverage thought leader pieces from that. But, you know, we use the transcripts from the interview and we edit them. So you're saying that. would. So let me ask you in that case. So say someone else is doing that because I do work with people that don't write. And what they do is they dictate. And so if they were dictating a blog post, for example, or I don't know what else they'd be doing. So let's just say it's a blog post at this point. Would you suggest that they send it through AI before and have, you know, use something that way? Or would you suggest they go back in and do some basic editing first?
1: Well, the basic editing to get it to, let's say, you know, a B, like no just simple stuff. But I wouldn't even do the entity myself. I would use a Grammarly or Quillbot or something like this to help you get the tone and plagiarism checks out of the way. Even if you said it yourself, it'll do the plagiarism checks for you, right? That's great. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. You don't know sometimes you say something, you're like...
1: And also you want to see it if you're doing, let's say, a technical discussion on SaaS products or talking about you know, these AI technologies, and you said something and it, and it quotes a children's book and you're like, okay, I think I'm safe there on that. You don't think we have to source that, right? But it, that's another use of technology to do this. Now, once that article's done, you know, then there's a the whole image piece. So what's the AI recommend for an image, right? And, or what videos mm-hmm. or stock footage could you use and then modify? Uh, all of this could be done very, very quickly behind the scenes. What other posts are about that? And they can use AI that go out there and they will go find posts that are on these topics that are trending and you can cr- go reshare that post and say, hey, I love this. So you can give them comments. And, you know, I, and I've grown to 107,000, 177,000 on LinkedIn by just commenting on other people's posts. We do almost no selling. It's all inbound because we just comment. We actually are authentic. We actually take interest. We try to meet everybody we can or you know, I do, I have a team. But I'm doing that. The team's doing this. And you do this with technologies to know what to say, who to go connect with. And when you apply this technology to an inbound, which is the content marketing, the interest inward, the outbound how you message people and even your ads, you gain such a massive advantage. On LinkedIn, we did an automated message reach out and this is the message. Hopefully LinkedIn LinkedIn
0: isn't listening, right?
1: That's okay. I mean, they have APIs. They don't publicly say use them to do this and and they keep the bounds on them, right? But (laughs) it's not like you're hacking the API; it's available. But we did an automated message reach out the second online and it connected it, I think like at 80%. And here's what it was. It said, ooh, tell me more about company. That's it. Wow. And that's all it said. Tell me more about that. I didn't sell it. Didn't do this. And they replied and accepted. I'd say, seriously, I'd like to, you know, the back off, uh, you know, the next piece after that was a human though. There was no more follow-up stacking. Hey, nice to meet you. Here's a 2000 character message with six links in it that you won't read. Yeah. Don't do or, that Or, hey,
0: can we have a call so I can tell you how I can help you with X, right? Because that like,
1: I'm okay taking the call. Now, So yeah. that be. You know, it's funny. If you send me a... Five hundred word message follow up links won't look at it. If you just write back, hey, do you have ten minutes to do an introduction? I'll meet with you for the ten.
0: Wow, that's very generous of you.
1: If, I mean, if they're selling something, you know, and they're it's out of India and already we already offer it, I'm like, no. But it's if it's somebody who's like, hey, I'm a founder as well, and I'm trying to sell this product that, like, you know, I'll, I'll hear your pitch. Sure. I mean, that's why not be prepared that I'm going to flip the script and try to sell you something. Please.
0: There you go. Reciprocity. I give you ten minutes. Can I have ten minutes back? Yeah, I really like that. So my mind is blown by all of this. I also feel, and I hope everyone listening feels reassured that artificial intelligence can enhance what we're doing. It's not going to replace us. And everybody who's worried about, okay, well, I'm a copywriter, right? And I only do blog writing for my clients, for example. Is AI going to replace me? And your answer is obviously no that it's a combination of individuals and artificial intelligence that creates the most effective content.
1: I'm saying if you don't learn how to leverage these technologies, yes, you will be replaced or you're in a struggle to find business at the same cost point that you're selling it for or the value okay. point. Yeah. I'm saying you need to learn how to leverage these technologies and your position on it being that I leverage these, but it's human led. So your brand and your messages and your value propositions to customer are always front and center. I'm in your customer's voice, not in the we, 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 like no one likes to get weed on, right? Right. Well, very, very small few percentage of people probably buy person. The idea being is you have to evolve with the times. And, you know, I've mentioned maybe one tenth of what we leverage in technology to deliver content and leads and branding, but that's, I have the advantage of coming from that, but it doesn't mean you can't learn the three or four things you do well and how to leverage technology to go do it even better and do it faster with more consistency with less people in more scale. And that's the power of it. You do have to evolve, to be clear. And it will take your job if you let it, because if Mm -hmm. you just refuse to do anything different, then you may be behind the curve for a while. But I would recommend at least learning about it and learning how to use it in your sales pitch or in your value proposition. Mm -hmm. And if you're an entrepreneur, Learn how to leverage leverage it to allow you to scale further before you have to outsource. But when you do outsource, you should get a better price point for the exact same thing you might have been doing yourself. But you could also potentially get way more value for not a whole lot more investment because there are these technologies that are enabled by it.
0: That's so great. Well, tell everybody about your company and what you do. I mean, I think we've figured it out, but we've kind of gone in the back door and the window. So let's just talk about it.
1: I appreciate that. And I love that, you know, the shameless plug time. Shameless plugs are the best. Instantlyrelevant.com is a company that's really focused on generating leads and in growing your business. And to me, that is the point of marketing. And I make the joke all the time, if you got leads and you can grow your business without marketing, you wouldn't market anything. And so what we're trying to do is we start with the idea that you need to get some fundamental things set up to make any type of growth possible. And that'd be from your brand from your personal image, your corporate image, what we call executive eminence is what you're saying and how you're positioned and your strategy all put together. We really try to identify your persona down to, you know, not that they're a, a male in the US that runs a company and we'd like, and they're thinking of buying marketing in the next year. We're thinking like lives in the Southeast, Georgia, has a mustache, loves dogs, hates cats, south side of the street and drives a Ford truck. Like we want it that specific. And what we do is we give you the services of, Marketing, inbound, outbound, content, all these things, creative, your sales decks, pitch decks. And we do it for, you know, and you get 13 roles as a marketing department, fractionally, plus a CMO for less than the cost of one full-time employee.
0: What percentage of your clients are other marketing agencies, would you say?
1: About 50%. So we are the hand on or doers for agency so when they say, "Hey, can you help manage social media? Could you create a bunch of content? Could you, you know, do some of the creative and the engagement where you're out commenting on mm-hmm. other people's pieces or podcast mm-hmm. production or what have you, right? Like that, we do a lot of that grunt work, if you will, and they just they upsell it with more value and strategy, and then they become our client. And sometimes it's a partnership, sometimes it's a white label. Okay. About fifty percent of them, we mm-hmm. work with agency.
0: So we will have links to your website and some additional information below in the show notes. So if you're listening today and you want to go back and check out the show notes for this episode, you'll learn more about Thomas and where you can find him and incorporate AI into your work. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have?
1: No, I appreciate that. You know, the shameless plug is instantly relevant.com, but it connected me on LinkedIn under Thomas Helfrich. But I'll tell you what, you can type this number in your phone and text me and tell me you heard this on the show. And I will reply. If you call me, I won't pick up. I never call. I never reply to voicemail. I'm trying to encourage people to not leave messages, but you can text me at 314-954-6900. That is my personal cell. You can text me. I really will reply. That is actually me. So Wow,
0: that's huge. That's a very generous offer. So my last question that I ask every guest on my show is this is called the Prosper Project. And so we're trying to give entrepreneurs different ideas as to how they can be successful. But we know that prosperity often extends beyond business. But so what I try to do is let people hear from other leaders as to what it means for them to prosper. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's been interesting because I'm not one much into the whole faith base, Jesus, all that, right? It's religion. Sure. But I will tell you, when you feel like you're in a rut and you look left and you look right and no one can help you get out of it, occasionally you might just want to look up. You might be surprised what you found. And I will tell you over the last year, especially as entrepreneurs know this emotional roller coaster they go through daily, that sometimes, you know, whatever it is for you that's a higher purpose, focus on that, either be kids or faith or a spouse or a loved one, whatever it is, to prosper, don't tie all your worth to what you're doing at work, tie it to something bigger.
0: Wow, that's one of the best answers I've had on the podcast. I love that. I could not agree more really, really great to talk to you today. I just want to thank you so much, Thomas Helfrich, for spending this time with us and talking about AI. And if you're like me, feeling a hell of a lot better about how we can work with it. So to everyone else, thanks for joining me and I'll see you on our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Prosper Project. If you want to grow a peerless profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.